Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the original 90s spinoff of Japan's hit show, Super Sentai. Within its first season, the Power Rangers became a cultural phenomenon. But after numerous injuries, murders, and unexplained deaths related to the cast, fans have been left wondering, is there a Power Rangers curse? That's today on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. What is going on, everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, you. Hello. Episode 65, what's happening? My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairn. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And we are learning about the curse of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers today. Oh, man. Today. I, I know nothing about this. You. I, I never watched a show, never cared for it. Yeah. Um, You're lucky. I, I am lucky. <laughs> kind of. Well, you know, let's not get crazy here. It was my favorite show. I love it so much. Uh, there are people saying I've been clamoring for this for a long time, and I have. So yeah. I, uh, I'm very excited. And I'm going to go easy on you today. Don't go. Last time we <laughs> talked about it, I made a couple jokes. I'm going to be nice. Hey, hit me with it. No. You, you made some Power Rangers jokes? About Kyle being a big fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he Kyle's thinks I was dressed, too old for it. Yeah, Kyle was like an adult dressing up as a Power Ranger. <laughs> In some circles, that's concerning. Yeah, yeah not even on Halloween. Not it's mine. Just like, yeah. <laughs> for the kids. Disturbing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was in a facility, though, so it was okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this episode is going to take us all the way to August 28th, 1993. Let's go. So this pop culture flash is going to be a little different uh, since, you know, this curse has been spanning for, you know, 20 some odd years. Decades. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like the Glee curse kind of. It's kind of never ending. Yeah. There's been 35 deaths in the cast. What? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to cover every single one. We're going to cover the, the youngest people who have gone through some crazy this stuff. This is the genocide. This is, yeah. <laughs> it makes the Glee curse look like World War I. I know. Yeah, that's child's play. That's Jesus. nothing. Child's <laughs> play, is, too. Yeah. This is like Auschwitz. Yeah. World War II. Beckenbauer, yeah. In uh, Cambodia or something. Yeah. yeah. So what I decided to do for this pop culture flash <laughs> is, you know, give us the biggest movies and uh, music that was going on at, in 1993 at the time when the show first came on the air. This is my jam right here, by the way. Yeah? 93. 93. Oh, it was nice. a great entertainment year. The biggest songs of 1993 right here are, this one blew me away. I have to say this one. Yeah. Informer by Snow. Oh, absolutely. That was like a huge, like... I used to go to eighth grade dances and uh, oh, and like yeah. at churches and stuff that have eighth grade dances and this <laughs> they'd play this like over and over like just yeah there it was, was your no big other song closing number <laughs> closing opening peppered in the Mid. middle yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah why play another song yeah that was great well if that was uh, heavily played this was very heavily played also 
Rump Shaker by Rex in effect. Yeah. Rump Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was huge. Yeah. This was my 1993. Everything about this is what I lived. Yeah. Uh, next one, Dream Lover by Mar- Mariah Carey, one of my favorites. Who? I oh, think. that was 93. Yeah. That was 93. Yeah, that's when she broke off from like Tommy Mottola, her husband who ran Sony. I know the whole Mariah Carey story. She was already <laughs> broken off from him with that? I think so. I think this huh. was her like big, you know, I'm doing my own thing because she married him kind of to get big in the business i think as i don't know they do as they do and <laughs> then she got formed her kind of shaped her career yes he was like the hitchcock to whatever you know someone <laughs> some some, some birds some Tip, actress tippy head tippy headron sure um Weak by SWV, another one. I Sisters get with voices. So weak in the knees. <laughs> this yeah. was like every single school dance. Yeah, I once got arrested <laughs> for to this song. No, for stealing the above the rim soundtrack. A tape. <laughs> no, the above the rim soundtrack for Bradley's in uh, Framing Him. Oh my! You were God, actually arrested. I was apprehended. I was not. <laughs> I, I was not booked. But uh, you know because. I got brought up to the offices, and I like you know I you know I admitted to what I did. I stole the above the rim soundtrack. Wow! Uh, so sue me. Yeah, sue me. They're like, we can. So uh, did you have a lot of street cred in school after that? No, not people do way worse stuff than that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the kid that stole above yeah. the rim. Yeah. The Heart cassette tape. The cassette tape. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. How? What was that? A dollar? You yeah. Paid that? <laughs> no. Well, Back I was. Then they were like twenty bucks. I was a big shoplifter <laughs> as a kid. So I'd steal a lot Me of baseball too, cards, hockey cards. Mark uh, Sticky Fingers over here. Yeah, Sticky. Well, that's another rapper around this time. Sticky yeah, Fingers. True. Yeah. Um, and you got away with it most of the time. I got away with it most of the time. Um, I never got arrested for anything. Um, I remember going to Martha's Vineyard, and me and my friend would just like clean because they have no security there in Martha's yeah. Vineyard. We just steal everything we could. Yeah, because so. people have money there. They're yeah, trusting yeah. That except for me. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, I snuck over on the ferry. And started Robbing everyone in Edgar Town and Vineyard Haven. Yeah. I did that at Kmart once. I filled the coat I was wearing, both pockets. It was, they were deep pockets yeah. full of DVDs and CDs. Wow. And then something I thought I had heard that the what do they call it? The detector. Yeah. 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 Was broken. Oh, and I yeah. go through it, and then it goes, uh, 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 and yeah. then the manager comes, and I just put on this act like, oh, my God, I don't know why it went off. I bought all this stuff at Sam Goody at the mall, <laughs> and it's so weird that it would go off. You know, you were like a child actor, but for something yeah. else. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> he like talks to someone on the walkie-talkie, and he's like, all right, you can go. So you got away with stolen yeah. property. <laughs> wow. It was the biggest high. Wow, you're like a grifter. You're like I, I'm actually doing the sport of it, of as stealing and, <laughs> and running away from security. But you're like, you know, gaming the system. Yeah, I fought the law and I won. Yep. Okay, well, good luck. Um, <laughs> this song is "That's the Way Love Goes" by Janet Jackson, which was "That's the Way." Lo- is that love how it goes? That's the goes. way love I, okay. goes. I was singing Ooh. Casey in the Sunshine that's Band. The way I think. Love yeah, that's goes. very different. That's the way I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't help falling in love by UB40, which was huge. This yep. was the number one summer jam, 1993. It was in the movie Sliver. Yes, Hot oh soundtrack. my god, I was gonna say Sliver. You the, beat me to it. The black and white video was all over MTV. Billy Baldwin, yeah. Sharon Stone, 
blockbuster movie. Actually, it was a bomb, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it made a couple of bucks. But that video, I just that sticks in my, my mind so yeah. much from that summer, which yeah. was an Elvis cover. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, he did a famous version of it. He did. Oh, I thought that was his original song. I think a lot of people cover. Oh, it. is it like yeah. one of those? One of those. Songs. But no, but he had the most famous version for sure. Yeah. Cool. Whoop! There it is by tag team. Tag team back, back again. again. There it is. Let's, Let's begin. begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. TCs in the house. Jump, the, jump for joy. Wow, he knows the whole song. I know the whole song. They did that Geico commercial a couple years ago. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, a little with Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. No, that well, the Rock- tag team boys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop! There it is. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Affleck. 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 <laughs> Uh, the last song, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston from The Bodyguard. Yes, yeah. which is a 1992 song, but it came out November 25th, 1992. She was just so crushing everything. It destroyed the, yeah. the 1993 charts. Oh, yeah. Who was a fan of her and that song? The biggest fan, Saddam Hussein. Oh, yeah. Saddam, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, he loved her. <laughs> yeah, you said that in the Whitney sode. Did I? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. so weird. Well, I'm saying it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reminding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Should we go over some of the movies? Let's do the biggest movies yes, of 1993. Please. Saddam Hussein was also a fan of this movie, yeah. Aladdin. Really? Oh, that makes sense, actually. Well, I'm just assuming he was, because everybody yeah. loved Aladdin. The Middle East. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, right, Kyle. That's a good point. Yeah. It was appropriation, some would say, but a damn good soundtrack. Yeah, very yeah. good. Groundhog Day. One of the best comedies ever. In yep. my opinion, I love it. Yeah. Falling Down. <laughs> That's quite the progression, because this goes by month. So it's Aladdin, kids movie, Groundhog Day. Children's movie, but with a little bit of edge to it, mm-hmm. and then falling down. I saw it as a kid <laughs> really? falling down. I'm like, I get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because when uh-huh. he goes to the McDonald's and he can't get the breakfast because he's too late. Yeah. That's what, because I love the hot cakes in the morning as a kid. I'm like, I understand that. Change the rule. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood it so much until I moved to LA. Yeah. When he gets right up out of uh, the traffic jam. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> abandons just his, car his car in anger. Yeah. You know how many times I wanted to do that? Tons. <laughs> All right. Next week, got Indecent Proposal. Oh, yeah. Th- that was huge. Re- Robert Redford. I was really into Demi, Demi Moore. Demi? Demi. Demi Moore. Yeah, Demi Demi. Moore. Demi. So you loved Ghost. Of course. Okay. And you I loved love- The Butcher's Wife. And G.I. Jane. Dave. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Dave, yeah. Directed by the great, the late great Ivan Reitman. Yeah, Ooh. Kevin Klein and Kevin Klein. Hey. He Let, plays himself. Yeah, it was a dual role. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver. Nice. Let's see Jason Reitman do a remake of Dave with the Stranger Things cast. Yeah, well, let, let's see him do a good remake of Ghostbusters, too. <laughs> right, we're still waiting. Uh, Jurassic Park. Come on, I mean, this. That's a good movie. <laughs> a great movie. Hello. Never yeah. heard of it. One of the best. <laughs> The Firm. Love it. 
Tom Cruise, John this is, Grisham. This is some killer movies. The yeah. Fugitive. Great. And which had a, some Second City people in the cast randomly. Like yeah. Jane Lynch. It's her first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, appearance. that's right. It's in yeah. the lab. She's yeah. Like one of the doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the movie that convinced her to make a go of it finally. Because imagine you're just doing like improv, then suddenly you have a scene in The Fugitive with Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, because they're, they're casting in Chicago. Yeah, and yeah. It, it took uh, her a while to really like become famous, but that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Then we got The Three Musketeers. Oh, God, I, I didn't even bother watching this one. What a piece of crap. Yeah. Who is in that? It was like the worst cast. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell, which, you know, that was like, we were done with them after that. Well, yeah. what movie wasn't Chris O'Donnell in between 93 in and 96? My biggest theory, I've talked about this before, is that Matt Damon took all his roles moving forward. So Hollywood is like, all right, here's <laughs> pack your bags, you're out of here. Courage under fire, Chris O'Donnell's like, thank you. But yeah. after that, he was probably disappointed. He probably wouldn't starve himself for it. That's why he didn't <laughs> yeah, get it. <laughs> they find him eating Twinkies in the trailer. And then he did that that uh, movie, with The Bachelor, with Artie Lang. And then, yeah. and then that <laughs> killed him. They're like, that was a piece of shit. Then they showed him the door. Oh, my God. And then they're like, you'll get NCIS in 10 years, but get out of here now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we have final movie. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hey. Robin Williams. We talked about this in the Williams sode. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people do have the issue with the fact that the family did not know it was their dad. Who? That's an ongoing thesis out there. Who's really bothered by this? Um, uh, Skull Daddy 8989 <laughs> 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 on Reddit and, uh, you know. Poopy Pants uh, 69. Yeah. There's apparently a version that Robin Williams wanted to get out there that's like more of an adult version that uh, hasn't seen the light of day, but it was actually made. Yeah. Like they actually uh, put Hardcore it sex scene or something. Yeah. Yeah. Coke use. <laughs> yeah. But when you go down that route, there's a lot of movies that have major plot holes. Of course. You know, you just got to enjoy the show. Like in Avatar, at one point in the m- new Avatar movies, they go, uh, this sub- substance will make humans live forever. And they just threw that away like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, let's go to the water here. Well, the whole Avatar sequel, the bad guys want to revenge on the good guy from the first one. Yes. So the whole movie, they're chasing him and he's hiding. Yeah. The movie could have been over in five minutes if the good guy just said, here I am. Let's fight now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, What a waste of three hours. He ran like a rat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're running right into this story. <laughs> oh, what a segue. Hey. All right. So this episode, we're going to give a little background so you guys can get learnt on, you know, the history of the Power Rangers a little bit. The lineage. Yes. The mythology. It was created by a man named Haim Saban. Is that how you pronounce Chaim? I don't know if yeah. that's how you He's pronounce any of that. Guy. Yeah, I, yeah. The Sabam part, I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was born in Egypt, but he's uh, from his Israeli background. Okay. okay. Um, he, you know, was this guy in entertainment. He, like, was also a businessman, and he went to Japan and saw this TV show while he was there. He's like the, the early to mid-80s. And he saw this show that was just like a huge hit there called Super Sentai. And it was about these, you know, kids that transform into these, uh, you know, Power Ranger type people and go and kick ass and, 
you know, beat up the aliens and the bad guys and all that stuff. And he was like, we don't have any of that in America. And I want to just completely take this show and make it for Americans. Yeah, not even bring it back to Israel. He's like, they won't accept this. <laughs> yeah. <show." laughs> and he didn't have that reference at the time to say this is a Power Ranger type show. Yeah. Because he's creating it. Right. Yeah. So he So he just ripped off the show. Yeah. Not only did he he kind of teamed up with the show because when he actually started making the show, uh they were using the fight sequences from Super Sentai. So the only thing they actually filmed in America was the the teenagers. When they took the mask off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with no yeah, with no uh costumes on. Um it took a long time for this to get made, too. So he actually made a pilot in 1986 and sent it to, like, every production company. And they were just like, no, no, no. He filmed nah, the nah, pilot. Nah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He filmed a yeah, 30-minute pilot, and nobody wanted it. They're like, this is trash. What is this? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't until 1993 that it was able to get greenlit for TV. I wonder what changed in the culture. I don't. I think uh, maybe uh, Japanese culture got more acceptable, maybe. Yeah. Or Japanese television, maybe. And games were probably a well. Huge Nintendo part of was that. the first one exactly. that's like, yeah, ten years in on Nintendo yeah. being huge. Yeah, Nintendo, Pokemon was like getting huge around this time. It always blew my mind that Super Mario Brothers Two was originally called Doki Doki Panic in Japan, <laughs> a completely different game, and then. They thought it would play well in the U.S. with the Mario Brothers theme, so they they just slapped the title Super Mario Brothers Two onto it. <laughs> but and, did they, they did they make it uh, Mario and Luigi? Yeah, it's the same that... exact game except the central characters they changed to Mario. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, they reskinned the uh, characters, so they just changed the characters, and then it's just the same game. I thought they just put a mustache on a weird like character. <laughs> He's a Mario, okay? I know it look a little strange, but we don't want to do too much work to change it for American culture. Yeah, and that's why the game looks so different from the first one. Yeah, okay. but anyway, um, so when he's making this show. It's, you know, he's doing it himself. He has Saban Entertainment. So he's actually just taking this all on. And typically when you do that and you don't have a big backer behind you, you want to do it as like a non-union show. So you're not paying the SAG-AFTRA minimums, which is just, yeah. yeah, He was just going complete non-union. Scumbags. (laughs) Yeah. The original cast, it was pretty much all their first uh, roles. Like they were all within like six months of starting acting. They were fresh in the in the industry. Yeah, kind of like Saved by the Bell. They're right off the bus here. Yeah. So their deal was six hundred dollars a week. Get out of here. Yeah. In nineteen ninety three dollars, you know that's obviously a little bit more than six hundred now. Like a billion or something. No, it's definitely not anything crazy. It's like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. You know yeah. how many cassette tapes you could buy for that? Yeah, ah, how many above the rim soundtracks? You, <laughs> you wouldn't even need to shoplift. No, right? <laughs> um, but I still would. But they're still they're <laughs> just for the thrill. The thrill. Yeah, they're filming like every day. So the six hundred a week is just so crazy. If you break it down hourly, they're making like less than minimum wage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They uh, <laughs> if you were paying union, you would have to pay. Probably a thousand dollars a day every day, and instead and some of them like are probably six hundred a week, probably under eighteen too. So there's like like child labor laws that the uh, the guild does protect. Yeah, I think I think they were all at least eighteen, but still, it's like Smart. they're all just out of high school. Um, Any notables in the cast? 
uh, Amy Jo Johnson. Um, Who went on to Felicity. And Sweetwater. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I watched Sweetwater. That VH1 movie? Yes. <laughs> she played like a Janis Joplin-esque type person. Yeah. Like this yeah. crazy wild singer in the 60s yeah. who like went back to her shithole town in Sweetwater, Texas. Yeah. Jason David Frank is like the most famous one. He was the green... <clears throat> he was the green and white ranger. He sounds like an assassin. Yeah, he was awesome. Jason David Frank. Um, yeah, so after the first season, even in the middle of the first season, this show blows up like insane. It is a cultural phenomenon. In the Plouffe household. And yeah, hell yeah. I'm doing spin kicks. Yeah, everyone's wearing the costumes. Yeah. The Were costumes. you an immediate fan? Yeah. Yes. So it came on TV in the premiere. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. I'm in. Yeah, it was on Fox Kids on Saturday morning. When you it saw the premiere. Yes. Hell and yeah. like at school, you would talk about it and, you know, bring in action figures. I had a lunchbox immediately. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. But you did say you were beat up for it once. Yes. Yeah, that was probably in like 94, 95. Yeah. You were still into it in 95. Hell yeah. Can I play devil's advocate and say that maybe those kids were right? I was <laughs> seven. <laughs> it was, I was born August 15th. This show oh, came yeah. out it's August perfect. 28th. <laughs> I Just was it's seven near... years old. <laughs> Just because it's near his birthday, he has to love it. Hell I yeah. know. <laughs> Hell yes. Kidding me? Mark. Yeah. This show. Was created for five year olds. That's literally the demographic. Five plus. Really? Yeah. And we were definitely older than five. Five to 12. We were seven. (laughs) Now, 12? Are you joking? You think 12 year olds like uh, Power Rangers? Fuck yeah. It's more of a kid show. I'm not. Maybe five to 10. I'm not, you know, exaggerating here or trying to be funny. I was too old for it. Yeah. When it premiered in 93. Well, look at you. <laughs> it was like, uh, it really I was, was way too old for un- uncool at my school. I have that memory yeah. that it was uncool to like the Power Rangers. So I'm really, hey, hats off to you. I'm really impressed that you made that work. I don't back down to peer pressure, yeah. okay? Uh, hey, peer pressure. Hey, Green Rangers hat off to you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I, I finally figured out probably why I wasn't as much of a fan, and this is not a knock to you. Sure. But the show was very safe. You know, and it's kind of aimed at five-year-olds. Is there a message at the end of each one, like "be nice to your parents"? No, no, no. <laughs> be be bad to your parents. <laughs> and no, it, they murder an alien, and then it's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're trying to make it sound more cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, they murder an alien. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, but you have to remember at that time, there's also dinosaurs, animaniacs, Beavis and Butthead. Animaniacs I, was great. My humor, you know, was um. It f- was formed with The Simpsons, Mad yeah. Magazine. So I really was kind of already into sarcastic stuff at that time. There was uh, so much better stuff in the 90s to consume. Yeah. So, I, you know, <laughs> uh, that's, wow. that, that's my thesis on maybe why I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I was too brilliant for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is something you guys don't know then since you were too cool to watch it. Uh, three of the cast members were fired. Because after this show became such a huge hit, uh, when the second season rolled around, the cast rightfully thought, well, hey, since you guys are doing so well, uh, can we get a little bit more money? And the show was like, nah, you're still getting 600 bucks a week. If you don't like it, fuck yourself. They got backup actors like we can menudo this bitch and we'll bring in whoever we want to. But it's still it's a risk to do that. 
because mm-hmm. you know people already fell in love with these characters for one huge season. I think the first season was like twenty six episodes, so it was long. It was half the year. That's more than most shows. Yeah. Uh, How many? The seasons were super long. Twenty six. Like twenty six. Half an hour episodes. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's it a lot. They it, were working these people to death. Yeah. Jeez. For Kyle's entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I had a little compassion. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do that. 600. Uh, so they're only making like 15 grand for the year. And they're super, oh my God. super famous. Yeah. And yeah. for a hitch, that I remember. Yeah. It was Power Ranger mania in the stores. Oh, everywhere. The commercials. Yeah. Well, maybe they're like, well, you're getting great exposure. So, you know, you should be fine and get a better job. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much, you know, the current economy. You yeah. Know? If you don't like your job, get a better one. Yeah, exactly. You might get a VH1 TV movie someday. Yeah. But that no one watches besides me. Besides, hey, I <laughs> knew him. You did too? Okay. So the rumor is that three of the cast members, you know, started using the word unionize. Ooh. Haim Saban did not like that at all. So three of the cast members were fired after the first season. The Red Ranger, Black Ranger, and Yellow Ranger were all replaced uh, after the first season. And I'm surprised the the Screen Actors Guild let them get away with that because if they're firing people based on their wow. wanting to to start a union, that's when they 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 tag a do not work on a show like that where yeah. no any crew member or actor who works on it or writer you know can never work in a union ever again. Yeah, awful. I don't think Saban knew quite what he was doing, but it actually helped the show in more ways than one to fire those three people almost immediately. Uh, it made it an essential, like canonical part of the show to replace each cast uh, within, you know, two seasons. So it's always that's why it's like it went from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and then it's like Power Rangers Zio, and then Ninja Force, oh. and like they just switch every like two to three years. It's a new version of the show, like yeah. Power Rangers, the new class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a it's like a failing corporation. You just change the name all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Back to the miners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they keep like a new uh version of the franchise every few years. Um it gives the current cast no negotiating power. And you know, because they knew going into it from now on that they're only gonna be on for a season or two and like be thankful for it. So yeah. Be happy with my six hundred bucks and go fuck myself. That's much. that's what Netflix does now. They uh, that's why they cancel everything after two seasons, so people can't unionize and make more money. Ah, like the Stranger Things cast. No, you know, but no that, I'm saying that went on past two seasons. Besides that one, yeah. No, but I'm saying they can. They only have so many shows that they can do that. Exactly. For. Yeah. 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 Um. So that brings us to the actual curse of the Power Rangers. Okay. We got the background done, and now let's move forward. Uh, the deaths from the cast members on the show. The first one was in on September 3rd, 2001. Um, so the second worst oh, thing to happen this week. <laughs> yeah. September 3rd, 2001. Well, the third, because Glitter came out also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Glitter coming soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They said, yeah, green light, yeah, red team go after that. <laughs> <laughs> the actress fr- who played uh, Trini, the Yellow Ranger from the first season, uh, Toy Trang is her name. She died in a car wreck uh, driving home with her friends at night on the five coming from San Francisco down to L.A. <sighs> and they, the driver lost control. They hit the guardrail and then flipped all Ooh. the way down an embankment, like a cliff, and rolled and rolled and rolled. They got to the bottom. She died on the way to the hospital. 
the two friends survived, but one of them became a quadriplegic. Oh my god! How awful! Yeah, Jesus. and she was actually on her way to. She was actually building off of Power Rangers. She was a villain in um, one of the sequels to The Crow. Mm. Um, so uh, the City of Angels one, uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think that was the only one. Yeah, that did. was the yeah. only like theatrical sequel. To yeah, they okay, had yeah. some other guy do be the crow or something. <laughs> one night, randomly on TV, late night, that one of the crow sequels was on, and it was Edward Furlong oh, in the Brandon God. Lee role. <laughs> I had to start. Yeah, I had to like wipe my eyes. I'm like, yeah. what am I seeing? Here? The real horror story is what he looks like now. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> not that we're judging. No, not at all. I'm just kidding. And was she on for those first two seasons or more than that? Uh no, she was the one that was fired. Oh, she was fired originally. Money. But yeah. she did get she did land on her feet. Yeah. Well not that well, night. Yeah, not you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, she uh yeah passed away in that car accident after she was like uh, you know, building off of it and becoming a villain and, you know, a major motion picture release. Yeah, she was going to have a good working career. Yeah. yeah, that's what it seemed like. So the driver was tired or something? It's not, you know, probably. Was it a friend of hers that was driving? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's brutal. That's just so... Well, that's a long drive, and it takes a lot out of people. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's when people started talking about a curse, or did, was no one like, oh, yeah, it's just... One person died off the show. It's nothing to... Uh, people actually really didn't find out about it for a little bit. Um, I knew I found out like years after the fact. Yeah. Um, it wasn't highly publicized. Huh. Why and... did something else happen later that week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that probably is why. Yeah, I got overshadowed by uh, the glitter coming out. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, so that was you know the first. She was 27 years old, so... Technically a part of the 27 Club, maybe? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely a part of it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Put her on the poster with uh, Jim Jim Morrison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the next death we had that was too soon was Bob Manahan. He was the voice of Zordon, which was oh, yeah. this guy you see in that front of you That big monster. Here. Yeah. yeah. Looks it, like Oz. It looks like Vince D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> from Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I can yeah. see I could get that. No, you know, dead on, but you know, more like the powerful eyes, great and powerful. Yeah, eyes. yeah. Don't look behind the curtain. Um, he died in his fifties, June thirtieth, two thousand. It was like right after he left the show. Uh, he had a ventricular aneurysm, which is pretty much just an aneurysm in your heart. Which uh, you know, not a mm. great way to go. Uh, Eric Frank died April sixteenth, two thousand one. He played Jason David's. Jason David Frank's brother uh, on the show, but he actually is his brother in real life. Oh, I was going to ask that. Yeah. uh, Died of an unspecified illness. Really? What age? Uh, 29. Damn. Unspecified. Yeah. Why would they specify? Well, because it probably wasn't a good way he died. There are many people that died of unspecified Really? On this. Okay. Yeah, it's really so that just means they don't want to talk about they it. They don't want to yeah. divulge it. Yeah, the family yeah. doesn't want to let yeah. it out. A little privacy. It, it's a HIPAA violation to let it out. Ah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rita Repulsa, she was the original villain from the first season. Um, she Her name is Machiko Soga. She died May 7, 2006 from pancreatic cancer. Um, and it's really sad because she passed away alone and she was found like days later by a friend who like stopped by her house oh my god i didn't know she died yeah oh my god yep and so how long like a few days she was in the house oh my 
that's just such you always just picture like a lonely excruciating death probably yeah yeah, yeah i mean you would think the family would be around like holding exactly. hand or something but yeah geez. you never know uh richard janelle he was ernie the owner of the angel grove youth center which is you know where the show was pretty much based out of um he died december 30th 2008 of a heart attack after seeking treatment for uh different addictions um he was trying to stop smoking and you know eating binge eating and stuff and uh was trying to get healthy and then boom gone god Maurice Mendoza, he played Richie. He worked at the Angel Grove Youth Center, and he was actually the Yellow Ranger, Trini's love interest in the first season. Again, died of unknown causes, but he was like less than 30 years old when he passed, too. I would start wondering if there's something like in the walls or something <laughs> yeah. of that studio they were working at that, that led to a lot of these deaths. Like, right. like they were all working on a coal mine together or something. Or yeah. lead paint. Or lead paint or, yeah, something like that. Or, yeah. Was it near the Malcolm in the Middle set? Could yeah. be. They went into the wrong room. Yeah. What do they call that stuff that's like for, like in the walls? Like they asbestos. use for asbestos. Yeah, asbestos. Yeah. They used to think it, asbestos was healthy for you. Yeah. yeah. Like put it in your coffee. Maybe once they started unionizing that guy, put in asbestos. He installed it. Yeah, yeah. they find out that all the Power Ranger suits were made of asbestos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you to unionize. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Haim is like, that's what you get. <laughs> He Al- sounds like a villain, too. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa Ann Smigo. She played Shauna Hilton, a childhood friend of Aisha, who was the new Yellow Ranger in season two. Um, she died by suicide in 2013. Cody Slayton, he was child bulk, who it was the child version of like the bully on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died July 24th, 2009, of a blood clot in the lungs. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. That how do, how does this happen to all these people? This seems like this is. We need to look into this. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, we are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> July twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. Um, Robert Axelrod. He was the voice of Lord Zed, uh, who was like the most badass villain from the first few seasons. Um, he died of complications after having spinal surgery, September seventh, two thousand nineteen. Spinal wow. surgery, like uh, park your carcass. Yeah. Yeah. Pua Magasiva. He was the Red Wind Ranger in Dino Thunder and Power Rangers Ninja Storm. He died by suicide May 11th, 2019. Uh, and this dude, he had some demons. He could not stop beating his girlfriend. Oh, my God. That oh, sounds I like think, a problem. Yeah, I think I, he, was, he made a bunch of headlines before the suicide right through the years. Yeah. I think I remember this, you know, this piece of garbage that was on yeah. the Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very disclosed death. Everything was yeah. very out in the open. Yeah. Uh, they sealed like a bunch of documents related to his domestic assault and battery charges, but then his wife after his death fought for them to be released so she could tell the story. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. Megasiva had married his wife, Liz, a teacher, 18 months after they met on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> really? Like that dating app Instagram. Yeah, well, what a romantic <laughs> way yeah. to meet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in June of that year, in 2019, after spending an evening at a restaurant with friends, the couple reached a boiling point. It led to Magasiva assaulting Liz, which included spitting in her face and putting her in a headlock. On the night he died, Liz said his anger and drinking once again returned. Um, she said it ended with me in the hospital and him taking his life. The tra- so he beat her th- before he killed himself. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like seconds before. Oof, he was Jesus. like, he like got his last licks in and then went in the other room and killed himself. Thankfully, he didn't take her with him. Yeah, right? Yeah, in those scenarios, usually that's how it goes. You yeah. Know? I prefer like a piece of crap like that. You know, just make it you. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> remove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The next big story we have is about John Jacobson Jr. His name is my name, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he is, you know, quite the piece of shit. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're moving on from a piece of garbage to a piece of shit. <laughs> to another piece, a worse piece of a garbage. smooth transition from yeah. the piece of garbage to the piece of shit. So he was in the first season in like one or two episodes. He was just like this kid, happy-go-lucky. Uh, he was just like a kid learning to play soccer in the show. Yeah, and the Power Rangers come to help him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that they would just kind of show up and be like, hey, kid, are you worried about you know your mom being... <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> so you did watch. I did watch that that one episode of the, the mom asshole. One. Yeah, Mark went pretty fast from I know nothing about the show to, you know, plot points. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So this story revolves around a couple. Their names Thomas and Jackie Hawks. They were a couple from Arizona, uh, Prescott specifically, and they had moved to Orange County, uh, Newport Beach. Oh, to, yeah, just to live out their life and have a good time. So they had this big yacht called the Well Deserved, and it was $440,000 that they were asking for it. They posted it in magazines and online, and they got this prospective buyer. That sounds like a reasonable price, four hundred forty grand. Yeah, it was a fifty for a yacht, fifty-five foot yacht in Newport Beach, no less. Of right? course, yeah, everything was expensive there. And I love the name. Yeah, it's yeah. a very sweet name for a yacht for a retired for, yeah, person. For, yeah, for, for retirees. I well deserve deserved. this. Well deserved. Um, yeah, so they they post it and they get this hit from this kid, and he's like, you know, me and my wife, uh, we want to buy it, and he's like, yeah, come on down, we'll take you from here, and we'll go to uh, Catalina Island. That's Oof. that's a that's where I'm out. Yeah. When they say we're going to Catalina on a Why? boat. Do you hate Catalina? Well, uh, well Daddy well, Wagner. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Natalie Wood. It's got a bad history attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, but it's weird to like a complete stranger just go on a long boat trip. Like, yeah, that's kind of like. Very weird. Yeah. It's weird. Even when you're going to sell a car to someone, you have to like talk to this person you don't even know for like, you know, too long. Take a yeah. test drive. Yeah. But yeah. this is like way longer. Yeah. So Skylar James. Uh, Jacobson, <laughs> he um, gets a whole ragtag team together. He has his buddy Alonzo, Alonzo Machain, um, his girlfriend. They bring their daughter to, and this giant black man named John Fitzgerald Kennedy. What? Get out of here! <laughs> yeah. No, come For on. Real. For real, it's his real his real name. Uh, well, he was an influential figure in uh, in uh, a, lo yeah, a lot of communities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they leave. They set sail for Catalina Island. All these people together. It's the, you know, Thomas and Jackie. And they had done their research on this guy. They had been, you know, staking out the, the actual boat and then looked into the people who owned it. Because this guy, Thomas, was jacked. He was a former bodybuilder. He was still working out every day, even though he was like in his 60s. Just a big, big dude. The retiree. Yes. 
Yeah. So he's not like uh, someone you want to tango with. No. No. No, because Skyler, um, this guy changed his name to Skyler. Yeah. Uh, Delion. So he's not scared, probably. He's like, you know, whatever. You know, it, even if these people, even if this JFK Jr. gives me a, a tussle, you know, I'll come. Yeah. I'm still a big guy myself. I know how to handle myself. Yeah, no, it wasn't well, even Jr., it was the JFK. Oh, the, the original. Sorry, JFK. Yeah. yeah, that dude was the muscle for sure. They yeah. brought him knowing that he they, was going to have to tussle. They had a plan here. Yeah. They had to get. I want this, bro. <laughs> 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 Messed out gave me this retiree boat. It is well deserved. Yeah. <laughs> for me. My I... forefather saw to it that I should have this boat. <laughs> I am a large black man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> really on the nose with some of these things you've said to people. But in the uh the accent. Yeah. <laughs> um so the plan was obviously get as far away from the coast as they could before they made their move. Um, and you know their plan was to incapacitate these two people, make them sign over the documents that you know the the actual title that got switched over to them. Yeah, um, and, it's like a Suge Knight way of doing business here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they planned on tossing them overboard. Oh my god! Like live or dead? <sighs> I don't know what the original plan was, but I know what happened, and I'm going to yeah. let you know right now. Okay, here we go. So when they get far enough away. Um, they just attack these people, just beat them up. They throw them into, they separate them, throw them into different like bedrooms that are in the yacht. Yeah. And one by one, they bring them up and make them both sign the papers and then just smack them again. And like, just are completely terrifying these people. It's like you, your brains or your signature is going to be on this paperwork. Here. Yeah. So they brought the wife up Jackie first and made her sign. And then, um, that guy, Skyler, is like the weasel, like the mastermind of all this stuff. Yeah. And he handcuffs her to the chain that is attached to the anchor. Oh, my God. And then God. they go get the husband. They make him sign it. And he starts fighting back. He just kicks the kid in the chest, that's Skylar kid. Yeah. And he goes flying across the boat. And then JFK just goes in and starts beating the shit out of this Kicks guy. Kicks his ass, yeah. They, uh, they tie him. They handcuff him to the, the same chain that's attached to the... Uh, uh, anchor and they just throw the anchor over so they were completely alive and awake when they got thrown over their bodies were never found just drowned never yeah. found never found oh my god yeah how did they know how this all shook out obviously gonna tell us yeah but like yeah so after this they go back they take it they tie the boat up they have the keys possession of it they have the papers signed uh he goes and pays two thousand dollars to uh a notary public to just be like, hey, here's two thousand bucks. Just if anybody asks, say that the other people were here. They, they signed were here, it in front yeah. of you. You yeah. stamp it. Boom, good. And for a while, it was like six months, possibly a year, where they didn't even think that um, this dude who actually killed them, he was like so nice that the police didn't believe that he killed her and him. Yeah. Um and it, his name is Skyler. Yeah. Yeah. He How seem, bad could he be? He seemed like a killer to me. Yeah. He's got a friend named JFK. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until um <laughs> the notary public actually went back cuz she was interviewed by the police and she was like, "Oh no, I saw them." So their timeline was all messed up. Like, yeah. when did these people die? Where'd they go? Cuz there's no body anywhere. Um No body, no crime. Yeah. And she 
you know, kind of figured out what happened and was like, oh my God, I got to tell the police. So she went to the police and was like, I completely lied. I did not see them. He brought these papers and I just said that I saw them and I stamped it and yeah. didn't think anything of it until now. Like these people have been missing for months. And so they went back, they figured out that, you know, these pieces of shit killed these people man and um yeah went on trial the dude skyler who was the mastermind sentenced to death what jfk sentenced to death wow uh the girlfriend sentenced to life in prison and the other guy alonzo i think got like 20 years man yeah um so <laughs> every at least they got brought to justice but it's still crazy that this entire situation i wonder like if they if this worked before or something like why like Possibly. is this all of a sudden they're just out of the blue they're just doing that, this this grift i always wonder that what's the end game for some of these robberies that turn into murder yeah do they really think they're going to get away with it did they just start with yacht they just <laughs> they wanted the money they even uh had a friend that they went to mexico with and uh he cut his throat and killed him in mexico after he killed these two people, too. This guy is just a monster. Oh, he killed more people? He killed another person, yeah. Why? After this, because uh, for monetary gain. Yes. Apparently, his motive... So when he was in jail, uh, after he was you know, sentenced and all that stuff, mm -hmm. he cut off his own penis. Oh, my God. Who did? And has since transitioned under state care. Skyler? Oh, yeah. Okay. I and, thought he just did on a dare or something. No, he did it and had like a mental breakdown severed his penis and then uh <laughs> what he said that they found out that he had put like five grand down for gender reassignment surgery before he committed the murders so they think he was trying to crowdsource money by murdering all these people so he could carry out his life as a woman that he had felt he was the whole time okay wow <laughs> no comment yeah. Dude, you really buried the lead on that one yeah i really did <laughs> Yeah, he starts off with he cut off his penis. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a dog day afternoon situation here. Except that was just robbing a bank. Yeah. yeah. This is a murderous rampage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All just to, to be a woman. Yep. Yeah. My God. Ed Gein it. Yeah, it's it's like an Ed Gein <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah, these days you can uh you know the the state will pay for it. Yeah. If you have uh Medi-Cal. Yep. I think. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's got long. She's got long hair now. But I don't even. She or they at this point Let's they're a murderer. They. Fuck them. I don't care. They'll, they'll never. You, go, they're never gonna kill her now. You ne still never. have to respect. <laughs> you still have to respect murderers' pronouns. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> don't dead name anyone who yeah. killed anyone. Yeah, dead naming. Saying saying anyone's name from this episode. Is yeah. That? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Everyone's dead. Yeah. So he got charged in 2005 with the murder of uh, John Jarvey, 45-year-old of Anaheim. Um, his wife was the first cousin um, of this person. They you know, tried to get money out of him, extort him. They ended up slitting his throat and leaving him in Mexico. Brutal. Hmm. Yeah. While he's on trial for this, he gets charged with two other things because he tried to commission the murder of his father and another person while he's in jail. On trial oh while he's in jail, he tries yeah. to, oh wow, kill yeah. his own dad, kill his own dad, yeah. <sighs> what does he get? Like 
Ah, uh, Craigslist. Uh, he he found these hitmen on Instagram or something. I don't know. He gave man. some guy cigarettes to order a hit or something. Yeah. Well, some people like they want to get their own time taken off, so they'll rat on someone like this, like a Mighty Moore from Power Ranger, yeah. just to get <laughs> some years taken off their sentence. Exactly. What a destructive force this guy was. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bastard. Yeah. Like, and he's still alive. He has not yet been killed by the state. Well, that takes forever, especially in California. That'll never go through. Yeah. JFK is still alive in prison. Yep. Yeah. But he's sentenced to death. Yeah. He'll he'll go at some point. Yeah. You know, this could kind of, you know, trickle into the Kennedy curse. Yeah. As well. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We've got got two curses going on right now. Yeah. This is our first multiple curse. Yeah. Crossover. It's the multiverse. The multi curse. (laughs) Multi curse. Uh, all right, so rotten peace to those fucking people. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry the Power Rangers helped him in that episode. Yeah, should have yeah. let him choke on his soccer ball. Yeah. Seriously, rest in peace to so that's Thomas number, and Jackie Hawks. That's yes. number four. Uh, number four, what? Number four, curse, uh, Power Ranger person. Oh, no, I think we're like... at number hundred and four. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. I think <laughs> that is. Uh, like 14 so far. Okay. <laughs> Add 10. For those who are paying attention. That's yeah. the first big story. <laughs> uh, the second big story we have actually extends to the fandom. Um, we have a man named Matthew Masumi Toyotami. Okay, uh, what? Toyota who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitsubishi. You toy owning me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a stalker who... He he was actually in um, a pretty well produced YouTube version, like it was a fan uh, series for like Power Rangers. Yeah, and he was the like yellow a fan Ranger. created version yes. of yeah, yeah. And he was in it with this woman, Julia Moreno Jenkins, and she was the Pink Ranger. And this guy was just pining for her for forever. Yeah, and he would always be like, "We should go out," blah blah blah, and she'd be like, "No, no, no, no. I'm in a relationship. I'm good." For months and years. Oh, was... and by the way, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he ends up stalking her and just like won't let it quit. There is. Uh, he won't take no for an answer, this guy. Literally. And this is like an internet show? Yeah. Is it like a furry thing? Like, what's no, going it's just on? Power Rangers. Dressed up, they're just dressed okay. up. It's they're not that rich. weird. They're just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's pretty kooky if you ask me. But yeah. they're just off on their own doing like fan created uh, cosplay. It's Cos- more than yeah. cosplay though. Cosplay because they actually have like skits, right? Yeah. Okay. The YouTube show ended, and it was done for like months, years. He's still following her around. He knew that she was going to the LA Anime Convention in Ontario, and. uh pretty much knew everyone was there's like this one big hotel that's right near there that he's like he knows that people are going to be staying at Mm. so he goes to the the parking lot and you can see him on security footage uh just like smoking a cigarette hanging out on the sidewalk and then kneeling in front of a car and then the car just exploding and he just runs so he just threw. He casually just put a car bomb underneath it, and it just goes up. Like I a, guess it was like car bomb, or just like he had already poured a bunch of gasoline or something. Yeah. Um, so he ignited it in some way and just kind of lit it. Yes, lit the fuse. Yeah, this hmm. is. And it was her car. Yeah. Oh man. 
Oh yeah. I hope she wasn't in it. No, she wasn't. But she did have a bunch of valuables in there, apparently. Well, at least, you know, it wasn't her. Yeah, she yeah. had her Pink Ranger costume and her, her, <laughs> yeah, her backup, her backup Pink Ranger costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is just the security for That's him? That's him. He's just hanging out, having a cigarette, no he, big deal. He kind of looks like a girl. Yeah. And then he nails down over there. Boom. Wait, does he light himself on fire? He might have a little bit. The fire is Whoa. so bright that the night mode turns off on the security camera and it goes back to color. Oh, my God. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> wow. Right. The, the house falls down and the color <laughs> Wow. Jesus. Yeah, so he ended up. That guy sent a message. He, yeah, he really sent right. a message. And then he's like, so what are you doing Monday? Yeah. <laughs> She's I impressed. got a car if you need a ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, that was, I, I admire you really stepped wow. up there. Showed me your love. You yeah. burnt my Chevy Malibu. Yeah. That's like Jodie Foster if she had been impressed by Hinckley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really showed your, you know how what? much you loved me there. You shot the president. It's kind of messed up what you did to Reagan, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up burning down seven cars just completely so he, when, once you got the taste of burning cars you like really wanted to keep doing it well no he, the fire the spread fire spread oh okay yeah. <laughs> i thought he just started like a rash of like cars being burned up by him they knew no, he's, he's not the joker yeah. <laughs> he can yeah. only handle one car Bob. Yeah. yeah so police knew that you know obviously that car was targeted so they found her they were like, hey, look at the security footage. And she was like, yeah, I know that guy. He's yeah. been stalking me for years. That's like that part of Goodfellas when he blows up all those cars. I, yeah. I always knew I wanted to be a creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, that must have been the best time of his life when he's acting with this Pink Ranger in this YouTube series. Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, that's how fucked up his life was and mm -hmm. that was the highlight oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure that was the highlight yeah and the bomb yeah. yeah public records indicated he was released from san bernardino county jail february 2021 um i'm glad he's out here yeah uh his court records <laughs> there's a knock on the door here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello <laughs> my car your, blows is up is this your car <laughs> it was <laughs> uh Court records have been sealed. He is most likely out and back in circulation now. So circulation. Uh, if you're horrible. listening, give us a call, Matthew. Yeah. If you see any Power Ranger furries on the street, yeah. Yeah, let us know. Go to Kyle's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run him over. No, don't. Don't uh, run him over. Another crazed fan, Matthew Sterling, a.k.a. The Punisher at Arizona Comic-Con, uh, wanted to kill Jason David Frank. This is a story I had never heard of. Um mm. He, this dude goes to uh, Comic-Con in Phoenix, shows up as the Punisher, and I'm just reading about it, so I'm like, oh, he's probably, you know. Anyone who cosplays as the Punisher is all is already crazy. Yeah, there's problems. Yeah. Um, he, I just had a vision in my head of what he would look like, and it wasn't it. Um, let me find What it. were you imagining? Uh, a thinner man. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I don't know uh, what to make of this. Is this very ableist of you? Or yeah, where probably. We, where are we going here with this, Kyle? This dude showed up with four fucking automatic guns to kill Jason David Frank. I Jeez. don't care about making yeah, fun of him. you probably need one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it actually created a rule that you can't have um, lifelike guns 
brought into Comic-Con because they didn't know it was fake until... <laughs> it seems like on? a pretty oh, good rule. Was, What's going know. on at Comic-Con these days? Yeah, no, like next year, like no more C4 yeah. at, at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like a good idea to give a bunch of furries semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah What there, could go wrong? There will be no more plutonium at Comic-Con com- yeah. in the future. The bronies have these <laughs> shotguns. How frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I'm never going down there. Were they still doing that in San Diego? Oh, yeah. Every May, oh, every, right? uh, Like July. July. Yeah. So this is the guy. He's putting the big pun oh, in Punisher. He was just like fixing <laughs> oh, his wedgie. God. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> he let it all hang out. My God. Yeah. But the thing that's funny is- I'm surprised he stopped eating to commit this crime. <laughs> he oh. shot. He showed up and he was like, "No, I'm the real Punisher. I can have these guns." And Jesus Christ! It looks like he ate a few guns. <laughs> oh, <laughs> looks like he ate the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> but he believed he was the real Punisher. Obviously, he needs mental help. But um, right, it's not a laughing matter. Yeah, no. he he got arrested, and when they went to search his ho- his home. They had the calendar there, and he had the date circled with uh, "kill JDF" on mm. on the um, calendar. Well, that's a guy. That's a cry for help, too. It is. It yeah. is. <laughs> uh, obviously, he wants to get caught, and he knew he was gonna. But I don't know if he wanted to get caught. He didn't get close enough to be able to. He looks. Tra- he doesn't trigger. look like he's trying to. You know. Well, how could he hide? Yeah. But like, he he can't really. He's not concealing what he's doing very well. It's kind of like a mentally ill cosplayer blurring the lines. Yeah, who doesn't really want to hurt anyone, but also it's a cry for help. Yeah. And, you know, they just you know. they're going. They're spiraling out of control. I hope he gets the help he needs. Okay. And to the last story of the day. All right. And that makes it even sadder knowing what happened What's to coming, what yeah. his target. Yeah. Jason David Frank died November 20th by suicide. Um, he was... Of 2023 or 2022. Two. 2022. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. a few months 23 ago. 23 hasn't happened yet. What am I <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> What's going on with me? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start circling dates on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, this is a this is a big one. He is the most famous Power Ranger ever. He lasted through so many iterations of the show. Like yeah. he was a total company man. It's That's like, what I was wondering because you said they did two years at a time. Yeah. But I feel like he was in. He was a mainstay. He's like the them. Triple H of the WWF. Yeah, to, like to this. Yeah, he's like the Hulk Hogan, John Cena, face of the company. Yeah, the uh, Dustin Diamond of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, good, good comparison. <laughs> I like it. Because Dustin uh, Diamond came back on the the new one, the yeah. new class, yeah, yeah future yeah. episode. Um, he, yeah, was just the biggest badass. His his like introduction into the Power Rangers was so sick. He was like an unstoppable villain yeah. that just beat the shit out of the Power Rangers. But he looked exactly like them. Yeah, he was the Green Ranger. Oh, he was a villain. Oh, when he first came in, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he came in specifically. He was brought in by uh, Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed, and you know, they. He just oh, Kyle, Kyle so wants yeah. to get into this. He came to tell in. us the plot. <laughs> I know, yeah, and he just whooped their asses. There were like multiple uh, hour long episodes where he was like just whooping the Power Rangers' ass. Tell yeah. me in your bedroom, you went like, wow, yeah. yeah. 
And then I would I would no, do no, that he all was the time. Doing, he was doing something else with his hands. I was doing it in public. <laughs> yeah, because he was a little older when the show. I know. Yeah. yeah, something was going on in the bedroom. There, there was a lot going on. <laughs> I used to record the episodes on my uh, talk boy from Home Alone Two. Wow. And then listen to it in bed. Could you I be so any obsessed. more early nineties? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was in the movie. Jason David Frank. Yes. The Power Rangers movie in 1995, which is, as I said. And 97. In, yeah, the, the sequel, Turbo. Yes. But as I said on a previous episode, that's the that's where I begin and end with Power Rangers. I did see the movie it in the theater off? for some reason. Yeah. Because I think I had to choose between that and, I don't know, Braveheart or something. <laughs> and you know, Braveheart's I, way better than well, that. I, I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, sort so of. So you didn't know about history or... Mel Gibson. And I kind of liked the movie. Yeah. At the time. And I think the reason I liked it is because it had a better villain. Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Who was, you know, funny. Yeah. And because on the show, it was just that Rita Repulsa, who's this cackling witch. Yeah. I couldn't stand the sound of her voice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that's (laughs) zero stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he just. Was he was the Power Rangers? Mm-hmm. If anybody was going to Comic Con, they wanted to see him. Yeah, um, and as we know, he was still doing it. That was 2017 when the dude tried to kill him. Um, Face of the franchise. Yeah, and he even before he died, he had all these Comic Con type shows like meet and greets, take pictures with people. Yeah, set up for the this entire year, pretty much. And very recognizable. And you, yeah. you saw his face. You're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. He probably made more money at the Comic Con stuff than he did on the show. Oh, I would for sure. Or any yeah. of the merch that had he signed and created and, and had that booth for. I'm sure they made way more. And yeah. with all the nostalgia now, there, there's a lot of mil- millennials like Kyle yeah. that really revere the Power Rangers. So I'm yeah. sure he was well taken care of at all these conventions. Of course, yeah, and selling stuff online too yeah. Yeah. when that came about. Yeah, and they charge per picture too at these places. So he would have a line out the door a mile long. So he's just making a ton of money. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you're still getting 600 a week <laughs> from Saban. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> On the show. Oh, man, that would be cold-blooded. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely no back-end points. Yeah. No. Um, He had a weird interaction, apparently. I found this out in my research. I had no idea um, that he had, like, a beef with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, <laughs> there was... I feel like all those action stars had beefs. Yeah, yeah especially Van Damme. He was like during his coke and drinking days. He was a me- like he'd start with everyone. Yeah, uh, the worst was Seagal. Seagal too. Yeah. Well, I heard John Claude Van Damme got beat up by Chuck Zito. I remember somewhere <laughs> yes. at like a club in L.A. I remember Chuck Zito talking about it on Stern or something. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, they had originally met at the Power Rangers 1995 movie premiere. And Jason David <laughs> Frank is like, you know, this kid. Van Damme's like, oh, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. what I, doing? <laughs> I hope he was bringing his kids there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. He's, he's scoping them a- out, the competition. Yeah, he's hot off a time copy seeing what the competition is. <laughs> yeah, but Jason, like, revered this man. Like, he was his hero. Of course. Like, you know, I, I want to do what you did. The muscles from Brussels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and apparently he just kind of brushed him off, like, get away from me, kid type deal. Van Damme? Yeah. So you, That's a bad move right there. Yeah, so they had, like, a beef. 
and people were saying like he was on drugs at that point. I think and, Van Damme. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or he, he was, was on, drinking, he, yeah. and he was just get annihilated and just run around L.A. And he had undiagnosed bipolar at the time, which he wasn't treated for, which he mm. now is. Oh. Um. But they. Uh. It was like a few years ago. Van Damme had a. Uh, uh, a reality TV show. I had no idea that he had that He had, had that like too. A, a movie, a documentary movie about him a couple years ago. Like yeah. he's been really trying to come back a lot. It's very right. de- de- depressing actually. <laughs> so, so Jason, well, you know, Jason, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the bread. Yeah. yeah. So Jason also is going to like one of these Comic Con events. He has his green room set up, but then as he's on his way there, the the producer of this Comic-Con or whatever event this was goes, hey, do you mind if you and Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, share a green room? He's like, no, no problem, whatever. And then when he gets there, Jean-Claude Van Damme's people won't even let him in the room. (laughs) And so he's muscled out of his own green room. He's like, no, we're sharing it. And they're like, no, this is his room. Buzz off. I am not going to share with a Power Ranger. I am the muscles from Brussels. So then he goes back and calls the guy, and he's like, dude, can I just have a room to like eat and just relax for a minute before we start working? So you're not working? in the hallway, just sitting on the floor? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, and the guy's hot like, pocket? Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, sure. Gets him another room. He's having a snack, hanging out. And then one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's security guards comes in and goes, hey, Jean-Claude Van Damme wants to take a picture with you. And uh-huh. so he's like, okay, and goes back into the room. And as he's walking in, he realizes, like, all the security guards are recording with their cell phones. There are actual, like, big production cameras that are filming. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme goes, oh, you want to talk shit about me in public? And, like, goes after him. And he realizes what's going on. For the reality show. Yeah. Oh, he's trying to stir up. A little controversy. but Yeah, he didn't, yeah he's trying to get some uh, press. But yeah. he didn't sign off on it. No. It was a complete setup, and he was so pissed. But did they use it? Uh, no, the footage has never come out. Oh, okay. You can't use that. You know, he'd have to sign, sign off. off yeah, right? yeah. TMZ has like a little bit of the footage. It's like pictures and like a little bit of them arguing. Yeah. But Jason David Frank, who at the time was actually having a successful career fighting, yeah, he, he went uh, from Power Rangers when he stopped doing that uh, full time. He started beating people's ass in the octagon. Yeah, you know how some people look like shit when they get older. Yeah, like you haven't seen that actor for a while or something. Like, he got well, better. Yeah, no. Like, when you saw Jason like Seagal, David, like Seagal looks like a, oh, like yeah. a big. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Big mess with the bad patchy facial hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah he almost had a face transplant. It yeah, looks he looks like. like a monster. Yeah, yeah. It, but um, Jason David <laughs> Frank. He looked like more, you know, buff than ever, more oh, yeah. in shape. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he improved with this age. is when he's yes. in the prime of being able to fight. And he was just like, I'll beat your fucking ass. Yeah. And apparently, uh, there's pictures of him choking Jean Claude Van Damme up against a wall. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. Van Damme was short. Yeah. He wasn't a big guy. Yeah. Jason David Frank is 5'11, I think. And Jean Claude Van Damme's maybe 5'8. Yeah. 5'9. Wow. And Stallone is short. Really? Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Very short. I Is thought he? he was like six two. Yeah. No. 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 He's like Tom Cruise kind of short. Yeah. What? I think Stallone. Bill, yes. I think Bill Burr made a comment on that when he went after Philadelphia. He's like, yeah, Stallone's like five seven. Oh my god. He looks god. like he's like ten feet tall in that uh, <laughs> in the, the, the statue. Lots of apple boxes, I guess, in <laughs> yeah. that movie. Um. 
so yeah, the the word on the street is is like Jason David Frank completely manhandled uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, and then he challenged him to an actual fight in the cage, and it never happened because I think Jean Claude Van Damme knew he would get his fucking well, ass. Oh, that would have been Damme great. Never, I never saw him after you know he became a professional movie person. He never did like any real fighting. Jean Claude? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was all all of his fighting. He was like. Uh, 44 and one or like 44 and three in actual fights before his movie career started. Yeah. And then he parlayed that into an action career. Yeah, and Seagal was just like a, uh, he was like an instructor in Japan. I think he's just a grifter. Yeah, guy. he's probably a liar. <laughs> yeah. You think? He says he's Native American. He wears like all these Native American shawls. I don't believe anything this guy says. Yeah. He's a joke. And he does about 50 movies a year that yeah. are straight to the bin the you know trash bin yeah <laughs> it's terrible fun fact about jean-claude van damme his movie was a marked for death yeah right in yeah. the 80s yeah that's the death that you hear in our theme song oh, oh. did not know that wow a little die factoid here wow mm-hmm. a little peek behind the curtain oh. and last factoid ivan ooze you know the reason that I enjoyed the Power Rangers movie in the theater. Yeah. yeah. There's a rapper from Australia named Ivan Ooze. <laughs> and they were named Ivan Ooze before the movie. Wow. So they took the character name from I don't the know. rapper. I guess. Whoa. Look him up. It could be from a text, like an old, like a, maybe it's from Shakespeare or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan Ooze's soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> Where art thou, Ivan Ooze? <laughs> Where art thou, Power Rangers? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, Jason David Frank never stopped working. When he was doing the show, he was doing the show, then the Comic Con stuff, then the cage fighting, then back to, you know, doing uh, live promotions. And then he was tied into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Um, mm, the 2017, right? Yeah, where the end of the movie is like Tommy Oliver, like, and he's not in his seat, and it's like a big like, oh my god, he's coming back for the next movie, and they never made the next movie. Um, I didn't see it, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it was. That's it was sad awesome. when movies like tease something for the next one, and they're like, yeah, we're not coming back for the next. <laughs> yeah, one. Right, exactly. yeah, it's so yeah. sad because in retrospect, like, why not just make an ending then? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and uh, Cranston produced it, right? Yes. Um, Ryan Cranston produced it, right? Uh, I believe he was on the... Yeah, I believe he was one of the EPs on it. Wait, what? And he yeah. was the voice of Zordon. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston? Yeah, yeah, and to promote it, he appeared on... I believe it was uh, Stephen Colbert or Le- one of the shows. Yeah. Uh, in a Power Rangers costume. Really? Oh, I have to find that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about this. So the Blue Ranger and... The original version. His name is Billy Cranston. And the reason his last name is Cranston is because of Brian Cranston. Oh, really? He was the voice of some of the villains in early on from the start. Wow. So he's been oh, a this part isn't of it. after he did Breaking Bad? No, he's been <laughs> a part of the show since the start. So wow. is that why that's why he wanted to be part of the movie? Yeah. It wasn't that he wanted a few extra bucks. Well, I mean, did he get yeah, back end too. points? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it was a creative decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe Krantz's kid liked it. Maybe he wanted to get okay, involved in it, yeah. get reinvolved. But in the days leading up to his um, his death, he was just like going live on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and just being like, 
having these really nice messages being like, you know, you're worth something. Everybody's worth, you know, uh, he's like, everybody is a piece of 24 karat gold. And everybody always, has value. That's always a bad sign where people like yeah. being overly positive on social media. Yeah, like I mean, some, something bad could happen here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to say now. but Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's true. It, if it was out of character, too. If you yeah. don't normally post stuff like that. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So at the hotel after this event, um, according to People Magazine, this is Tammy talking. She had, she said that they received noise complaints from the hotel. Uh, that night, but clarifies it was due to quote us enjoying the weekend and having fun, not arguing or fighting. Hmm. Um, she said this after the fact. Yeah, but according okay. to the kids, you can't really trust what she's saying. Okay. Uh, she said we danced and stayed out at the event until the bar closed. When we got back to the hotel, Jason and I were having a heartfelt and emotional talk in his room to help Jason relax and sober up before turning down to sleep. I went downstairs to get us snacks from the lobby. I must have been gone no more than ten minutes. I went back upstairs and began knocking on the door to no answer. I knocked repeatedly and kept calling for his name to open the door. Um, she says, I don't know if the hotel staff or a guest called the police, but after I was taken downstairs by the police, they were able to open the door and found that Jason took his life. Oh, my God. He shot himself? We don't know. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. Yeah. And he did it that fast. Within 10 minutes. Like they were went to an event... They're according to her dancing, yeah, and having a and he was time. being very positive on social media and like, yeah. And then suddenly, when she leaves to get some snacks, he it seems very specific the way she talks about going to get snacks. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's a little like sus. oh, they're a good alibi right there. Just a sober. That's it's just a weird. I mean, it sounds reason. very suspicious. Yeah, especially if you say the kids don't trust her. Yeah. yeah. Did did he have any money issues or anything like that, or any documented like foreclosure, or was there? No, I think it was just the the crumbling of the marriage and um, really both them both stepping out on each other and you know yeah. messing everything up. Some people are like thrilled with divorce. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some people are like I can't wait to get rid of this mm-hmm. person and still have my kids and everything's gonna be fine and you know I'm but I'm not gonna have this person who I don't get along with, you know in my life anymore because it's just going to be a, a relief. Yeah. And according to her, they were having a great time that night. Yeah. yeah. And did they do an autopsy? Do we know anything about a toxicology Yeah, like report? a blood alcohol level or something? No, not that I could find. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there's not much to go off of here. Yeah. I Well, you don't, we don't even know the manner and how he died. Some of those Texas police departments, they're, you know, they're very hands off. They don't want to do shit. Mm, right, you know, it's Texas. If they don't really care and everything seems on the up and up, they're like, "Yeah, he killed himself. That's it." They don't. All right, wanna... let's close the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't ask Call any night. questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They won't. Re- they won't release his toxicology results. Really? Yeah. And so the kids think there's more to the story. Uh, I would guess so. Yeah. Did hmm. she? Was she to gain anything? Yeah, of course. What? His money, estate, the estate. Yeah. Was there like any brand new insurance policies she just wrote up? I mean, a couple um, days before. If they do find that, then she's probably going to go to jail. But uh, so yeah, this is still uh, fresh though. This is only a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah. So they could be working on something. And we know, as in that Idaho case, the the they don't, the police do not like to show their hand. Yeah. No. Yep. By our post mortem episode, maybe there'll be another development. Let's hope so. Yeah, we'll see. But he, you know, seems like a. Nice guy. Yeah. 
by yeah. all accounts. And it's guy. so tragic to think of that daughter that possibly was having her own issues. Yeah. And then now she's got to deal with losing her dad. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, this is a message he sent out um, on a Facebook or Instagram live the day before he died. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, be who you want to be. Follow your dreams, not other people's dreams. The most important thing is that you have to remember you're only worth as much as you say you're worth. Tell yourself, I am the best. Tell yourself, I can, I can, I can. And never use these words, I can't. Because if you use the words, I can't, you will never succeed. People have the wrong impression about success. Success is not measured on the amount of money you have. Success is not measured on how much money you have in their pocket. Success is measured on are you happy in life? Are you happy at your job? Are you happy in your relationship? Are you happy with who you are? Because if you're not, you need to change it. This, yeah. So that could be interpreted in different ways. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't so happy giving that message and yeah. urging other people to not follow in his footsteps. Mm. Or he was very happy and wanted to share that message. No, I think, yeah, when people are especially, you know, with the hindsight of uh, the suicide actually happening, it's, you know, when people are feeling not so great and they're saying stuff like this, they're essentially just talking to themselves with what they wish somebody would have told them. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the case going on because he had multiple, you know, in the days leading up to his death, he was doing a lot of um, talks like that. About how you're like valuable. a motivational speaker, ah. kind of. Yeah, just like telling his fans, you know, you're worth something, and you know, it's a positive message. Yeah, and it's also let's not forget he had the situation with his daughter. Yeah, so it could have been because of that too. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just came to a head. I think, and oh, that brutal. is just yeah, it's too brutal. Yeah, to contemplate. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Were there any good stories from anyone on the cast of uh, Mighty Morphin Pirates? Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She seems like she's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, Billy, uh, David Yost, uh, he was the Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston. He um, uh, moved out of LA and then started his own clothing company that's successful. Right. Amy Jo Johnson just uh, had her first. The star of Sweetwater. Directorial Stillwater. debut. Uh, came Whatever. out a few years ago. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, what came out of you? Her directorial debut. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I see here ago. she uh, crowdsourced a uh, a movie for not a lot of money, like fifty thousand dollars, and she yeah. made her own movie. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah. So she's still working, doing her thing, and uh, yeah, I guess everybody else is barely well, hanging on. There yeah. was <laughs> there was thirty five <laughs> deaths lightly. Yeah, jeez. Thirty five deaths. I think we covered. 13 or 14 um, of them. But uh, yeah, the other ones people say are a part of the curse, but they're all in like 90s, 80s, and 70s. So I'm like, yeah, anyone, you know. Yeah, life's, someone's life's gonna happen. <laughs> someone's yeah. grandpa croaked. The yeah. Reaper was gonna knock on the door. At some but point. there's something going on with these, you know, the young deaths and yeah. weird circumstances going on. It could be cursed. Undis we don't know. Undisclosed deaths. Very yeah. weird. It makes Curious. the Glee curse look like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. yeah. It really, really make is something bigger yeah. and badder than that. Maybe it all came down to the original sin of just stealing this from Ooh. a Japanese TV show. Bum, bum, bum. It's like Poltergeist, but the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not an Indian bel- burial ground turned into a house. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a Japanese show turned into an American show, which with no union representation. Yeah. Have bastard Saban. I hate that. Yeah. Let's kick his awful. ass. Yeah, let's go get it. Is he alive? Yeah, he's around. Of course, he's of thriving. Course he yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. else died, but him. He's sitting on a big pile of cash with like, Lou Pearlman's. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, Lou Pearlman's dead, but yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's still with them though. Yeah, <laughs> he, he uh, stuffed the body. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lou, what are we doing today? It's his good Touch luck. Touching kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, Lou. Even for the grave, I don't really. Uh, yeah, he's, for he's still a creeper, and when he's dead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's stuffed. Yeah, he's still like chasing pop stars. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's their not, asses. That's not Lou's voice anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Whether or not the curse is real, there's been uh, a lot of crazy things surrounding the show, and R.I.P. to most in, involved. Uh, not so much R.I.P. to the the bad one. This is a new segment I'd like to call "What the People Are Talking About." Oh. Okay. Or reading reviews. <laughs> For Johnny Lewis, Z Barta, you know, one of our biggest fans. Yeah, I love the Barta. She said that poor cat, man, and my girl Catherine Davis didn't deserve that. Nope. No, she did not at all. No, not Neither at all. Cat, nor the cat. R.I.P. R.I.P. Ca- Catherine Davis and her cat. Thank yes. you, Z Barta. Jennifer Squires, a new fan from YouTube, yes. wrote, I'm loving your content. I hope to see continued success. In all your hard work. Thank you, Squires. We love you, too. And then, um, finally, we have two new podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yes, let's hear them. First one from Ashley. Best podcast ever. Death and Entertainment is such a great podcast because the podcasters are just themselves. While also bringing knowledge to the table. They're so funny, very informative, and help you get tons of laughs throughout the day. I listen while working, and it really helps ease the stress while also educating me. Hey, oh, thank you so much. We love she it. She actually wrote a lot more. It was the, a great review. Love nice. it. Uh, next one, uh, and last one for today from TPL eighteen. Okay, you hey. know, I don't know a better it's way to a, say it's that. An AI bot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Truly unique. What if Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David decided to solve crimes? What if Woodward and Bernstein took a few classes with the groundlings? (laughs) Well, this may be as close to answering those questions as we can get. Lots of fun, but certainly not for everyone. And that is a good thing. Goddamn right. Bring your sense of humor and an open mind and give it a listen. Yeah. So that's, that's very nice. what the people are saying. Some, yeah. Some solid dedos out there. Yeah. Love Woodward it. and Bernstein. So which one of us is the Nixon? Deep cut. Yeah. Because that's two guys. <laughs> yeah. We we need like we, there's a Watergate hotel and a Nixon. I want to be deep throat. <laughs> okay. So you're deep throat. Yeah. I guess I'll be Bernstein. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And you're and, the Robert Redford character. Yeah. And yeah. you're Woodward. Yeah. Who called Kathy Smith. Crusty, perfect. <laughs> Love it. Is that what he did? Remember the Belushi? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I do remember. Okay, okay. Hey, follow us on uh, Instagram uh, at Death and Entertainment, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah, TikTok. We're crushing it these days. We're going Russia. wild out there. Yeah, we had like seven hundred and fifty followers, like just you know, two short months ago, and now we're about to hit six thousand. Holy cannoli! So thank you guys, and we're on our way to three thousand subscribers on YouTube. So keep hitting the sub button, please, please. 
and keep reviewing us. Yes, we yeah, will please. read them every week now. Email yeah. us at deathentertainment at gmail if you have any suggestions or just want to say anything. Say hi. Say say whatever you want. Yeah. Tell us to go f ourselves. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we're big boys. Yeah. And with that, until next time. Bye. Don't go dying on us. You have just heard a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.